I want to invite you to grab your Bibles and meet me in Amos chapter 9. And let's take a look today at verse 13 and talk about the miracle compression of time that God is squeezing time, even accelerating time to do some amazing things. We want to talk about this today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, that your word is anointed. Now let your Holy Spirit come and illuminate the scriptures so that we can grab it and understand it and even apply it to our lives through faith. Now, Father, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. And together we say amen. Well, my friends, look at this amazing verse. Amos chapter 9, verse 13. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord. Now, what I'm teaching today, I'm, I'm, it, this is not just like a, how can we say, historical study of the nation of Israel and their progressive journey, uh, you know, through time. This is a prophetic message that is very applicable to the church. That's you. Today, in, in, I'm talking not just so much in the season that we're in, I'm talking in the very, very day that we're in. In other words, the moment you hear this message today, I, I just want you to say, Lord, that's, that's me. This is going on in my life now. And this is already moving in the church among the people of God. And I want you to see how it applied to your life and that you can experience this miracle power of God in your life through the compression of time. Behold, the days are coming. Okay, so they're here. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. Well, that's really interesting. The plowman is the guy in the initial stages. So we have to plow the ground and we have to prepare the ground. We just can't throw seed uh, out onto ground that's not been made ready. Uh, so let's try to turn the dirt, the dirt over, get the soil exposed so the minerals and the nutrients uh, can get, you know, uh, moved around a little bit, get everything ready for this new seed bank that we're going to be putting into the ground. But it says here, the plowman shall overtake the reaper. Well, the plowman, the guy that's going first before anything else happens He's already overtaking the reaper. Well, the reaper is the final stage. The reaper is the person who comes last. Well, how can the plowman overtake the reaper? Don't we have to have the seed go into the ground and then the months of waiting while the seed develops, sprouts, blossoms, blooms, grows up. Now the fruit has to grow on it or whatever the crop might be, whether it's soybeans or corn or peanuts or, or whatever it is, anything. And we got to have to have to have all this time for the rain to come down. Then we need time during the day for the sun to come down. So how can the plowman overtake the reaper? How can the, the beginning guy just leap and suddenly overtake the reaper? Wow. Compression, miracle compression of time. I want you to understand that God lives outside of a realm that you and I know as time. We are in a realm where there's time. God lives outside of that realm in a place of, uh, that is an eternal sphere where there is no time. I have had privileged moments where God has taken me into the glory realm 
into the heavenly realm and from a human perspective of leaving the earthly realm and going into the timeless realm i i still feel like i could put a estimate on time but at the same time i knew that where i'm at in the glory there is no time so here things are governed by time but even in this realm god is able to miraculously compress time Wow, I believe he's going to do it for you. Why? Miracle harvest. I'm Look, if you can believe this, there are going to be those of you, those of you that believe, you're going to sow seeds. And I'm talking the harvest is going to come so fast that by the time you click the submit button online and sow your seed, you're going to wake up the next morning and you're going to have reaped a harvest. I'm talking the next morning while you slept, the whole process of the seed, the growth, the development, all that, it all happened within 24 hours, not 24 months, 24 hours, and you are already reaping the harvest. There are going to be those of you, the moment you, you mail that check and that check uh, falls into that slot there at the post office and it disappears from your sight and you've sowed a seed and by the time you get home maybe it's a 20 minute drive to get back to your house by the time you get home you're going to have realized God has done a miracle you're going to receive a phone call or an email or something's going to transpire what what is this pastor Stephen this is the time we're in right now where God is doing miracles in the church. This is the day where the plowman overtakes the reaper. The very initial phases are completed, and you go through all the processes so fast that even from the beginning phase, you jump over the final phase, which even is the reaper. Wow. And there your miracle is. And the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. Wow. Well, here, here we are again, the same thing. The person who sows the seed is the initial phase. The treader of grapes comes very last because that means the harvest season has occurred. The grapes have been brought into the barn and let's take them out and uh, begin to get the juice out of the grapes and get this liquid into storage. Well, that's, that's, that process is done through treading out the grapes. Okay. You got to squeeze all the juice out of the grapes. That's a lot of fun. And also it stains your, your toes purple. Praise the Lord. But my friends, this is something that is going to be going on with your harvest, with what God wants to do. Because when Adam sinned and he allowed the curse to come into the earth, it disrupted the normal protocol of having everything that you needed on hand. Before sin came into the earth, everything that Adam needed was just right there. I mean, he's walking in the glory. He's living in close communion and fellowship with God. And all of that was broken when sin came in. And the Lord told Adam from this point on, you're going to have to earn your keep through the sweat of your brow 
and through your toil and through your labor. And now it's a competitive world. Now it's really a survival of the fittest. And Lord, have mercy on those who are weak because the strong are out to survive. And if they have to eat you up or they have to climb on you or stomp on you to survive, they'll make sure they do it, whatever it takes for them to survive. And now it's uh, from a natural perspective, it's fighting, it's clawing, and it's, it is just it's working by the sweat of your brow. But God is looking at the church. God is looking at his people, and he says it's time for the church to have a breakthrough. It's time for the church to no longer be at the bottom of the barrel. It's time for the church to be delivered from debt and financial oppression. And it's time for his people to come out and to stand in the glory. So what God is going to do, and you may want to mark this day, what God is going to do is he's going to begin to do a tremendous acceleration on all of your seeds and you're going to begin to reap harvest unlike anything you've ever seen before. I'm talking about harvest after harvest after harvest after harvest. Now, remember also, you want to stay in a sowing mode, but I know that some of you have been sowing for years, and it's time for miracle harvest. When Jesus came into the earth, this is God becoming man. This is Emmanuel, God with us. So we have God walking around in the flesh. And the thing about the Lord is that he comes as a man, but he's operating on principles from another realm. Ooh, glory to God. My friends, you've, you've got to see this and understand this. God has the ability to work wonders and miracles, and you can do things with him that can only take a few minutes, where if you tried to do it on your own, it could take 40 years. It could take 30 years. You know, think about a mortgage on your home. You go out and you get a, you get a traditional 30-year mortgage. And from a natural perspective, you're looking at having to pay on that for 30 years. And, you know, all the interest that the banks and the lenders uh, will make off of you. And so you're looking nat naturally at something from 30-year perspective. But I want you to understand God doesn't think like that. Not that God doesn't want you to get a loan or that you can't use good business ethics and practices. But what I'm saying is that you don't have to just settle for 30 years. The wisdom of God and the anointing of God through the compression of time can cause God to do miracles in your life where you can have that loan paid off in five years. How about this? How about this? You can have that loan paid off in nine months. Woo, hallelujah. Don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. Get filled with faith. Uh, what I'm talking about is biblical. It has happened over and over and over in the Bible, in the Word of God. It has happened over and over and over in church history when the Spirit of God would move. And God is moving again. God is compressing time. That which would have taken 30 years, God can do it in nine months if... You will believe that the plowman can overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed. My friends, you must believe that God can do it for you. This is the miracle compression of time where God just condenses it down and squeezes it down. And instead of all these decades, boom, you're free and you're out. All the credit card debts paid off, not in 10 years. How about 10 weeks? Glory to God. Let it be according to your faith. Look, what I'm telling you right now 
is taking place now. This is the day. This is the time that we're in. I feel that the body of Christ in some ways is discouraged because of the burden of debt. And debt can be a great burden because it restricts you. You may think, hey, I'd, I'd like to do this. I'd like to be a blessing. I'd even like to, to go or I, I'd like to go to Israel or this or that or the other. You have, you have good plans, good intents, but you are restricted in your mobility, naturally and even spiritually, because of the weight of debt. But God wants you to be free, and then God wants you to walk in wise biblical counsel so that you can stay in a place where you're in the positive, and that you continue to move forward without weights and chains. Praise God. This is a time Look, I'm talking to you prophetically today. This is a time because Amos 9.13 is being fulfilled. This is a time you need to get everything in your life in order. Because as this begins to go and begins to get momentum, you want all your ducks lined up. If I can call them ducks, you want, you want everything that's a factor and that's important in your life. Everything involved in your life, you want to bring it into order because as this begins to go, you need to know what to do. You need, if you have debt, you need to know how much debt you do have. You need to know the debts that need to be paid off first. You need to have a game plan because when, when the Spirit of the Lord is moving, you need to be able to move wisely with him so that you can capitalize on the wave. When the surfer catches the wave, you're not guaranteed that there's another wave coming again. And, and really, uh, in these surfing competitions, a lot of it comes down to which guy or gal is going to get the best wave. So, you know, if you're ready and you're in position and it catches you and starts moving you, you can ride that. Woo! Come on. I'm telling you the wave of miracle time uh, condensing is taking place. And what normally would have taken you 20 or 30 years to accomplish, you're going to do the whole thing in nine months to the amazement of those around you. Woo! Glory to God. Get everything in order order. Get your life in order. Get your finances in order. Make sure that your walk with God is is tight and strong because as this goes, you're going to be destroying debt left and right. You're going to wipe out every single debt that you have. God's going to give you wisdom also to supply and fill up your storehouses. And then you will be positioned for great opportunities that will lay out ahead of you that you will be able to capitalize on and move on for with, with this tremendous opportunity and ability. And you will begin to go into places strong instead of coming in low and weak and almost like having to like beg and grovel. You will come in strong. Why? You're coming in into a place of authority. You're going to be coming in, coming into things from a debt-free platform. Glory to God. And with money in the bank, strength. Hallelujah. Get ready. God is compressing time. Behold, the days are coming. So I'm saying to you prophetically, they're here because they are. When the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. Praise the Lord. So you don't have to sweat it in the natural because God has made a way through the Lord Jesus Christ, his son, to bring us back into right relationship with him, where the curse of sin and the curse of the law, which could never be fulfilled by a human, those things we have been redeemed from, and Jesus has made the way for us to enjoy 
his miracle power. And this is God coming from another dimension, the, the dimension of heaven, to help us here on the earth to work with his principles and to accomplish great and mighty things where God is going to take you from being the tail to being the very head. Woo. Hallelujah. Why do you want to be the head? Because the head's the one that talks. The head is the one that speaks. The head is the one that has authority. Mm, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what God is making you into the head and not the tail. Very quickly today, go with me to Exodus chapter three. Exodus chapter 3, and I I want you to see something fascinating about miracle debt cancellation, miracle money coming into your hands. There are some of you that are going to be given land, and that land, you want to make sure that that you inspect it because some of you are going to be given land that where you're going to have the full mineral rights and that land is going to have natural gas. It's going to have certain resources where you can uh, have that uh, leased out and you'll be able to get royalties on that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All kinds of uh, beautiful miracles are going to take place. Uh, Many, many facets, whether it's real estate, whether it's other portfolios, of investment that God is going to help you establish and create. He's going to help raise these things up in your life. He is going to wipe out your debts, and he is going to bring you into a place miraculously where you are blessed and where you are strong in financial strength for his glory and for the furtherance, the pushing forward, the propelling forward of his message around the world. Praise God. We are now in Exodus chapter 3. And let's go on over to verse 19. This is the Lord talking to Moses. He said, but I am sure that the king of Egypt, that of course would be Pharaoh, will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. So here we have reference to the 10 plagues. Before the 10 plagues are ever released, he's already telling Moses what he's going to do. And they're having a conversation, Moses and God, on the backside of the desert. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 21. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed, but every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold. Come on, I'm talking about gold and silver. It's going to be it's going to be transferred from the wicked into the hands of the righteous and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians don't feel don't feel bad for the Egyptians. They plundered the people of God for hundreds of years and whipped them and beat them and cursed them and killed their babies and uh, so don't feel bad. This is coming all this all the wealth is coming back with interest. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! This is a legitimate wealth transfer. Now here's here's the revelation that you need to catch on this. God's having a talk with Moses. And the whole event of what we would call the Exodus has not even begun yet. And yet God has already told him that when my people are delivered, 
when my people are delivered, they are also going to be delivered financially and there will be a wealth transfer. It's almost like Moses just gets to walk out before Pharaoh and kind of like give his speech, you know, like read it off a teleprompter and say it. Why? Because God's already got the whole thing planned out. He's already got all the 10 plagues planned out, and he's also got the final exodus when they actually leave. They literally leave, and they're going to leave with all the gold and silver, all of it. They're going to absolutely spoil the Egyptians, and he's telling Moses that before it's ever happened. Look, I want you to know that if you'll just believe it, God's already got it all planned out for you too. God God has a good plan for you. Jeremiah 29:11, a good plan, and it's not a plan of lack and starvation and just trying to live off, you know, you know peanuts and 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 you know coke or something like that. He he wants you to have good meals. He doesn't want you to eat junk so that you got to end up going to the hospital. He wants you to take care of your body, take good care of yourself. And he wants you to be blessed, all your bills paid, your debts paid off. If you will just believe that God has a plan, and trust me, whenever there's captivity, he's got a plan to bring his people out. But the way the Lord works is that he sets you free, and when he sets you free, you are free indeed. Hallelujah. And I, I just want you to think about this for a moment. I'm, I'm sharing this today on a Wednesday morning. What would happen if we all came back next Wednesday morning? Okay, seven days. What would happen if every single one of you that watched this message, whether it's on live stream or YouTube or Vimeo or wherever it's at on the, on the world, as it oftentimes gets copied and pasted and, and put on the uh, different streams of the Internet. What would happen in seven days if we all came back and all of us, every single one of us, you, Everybody that watched had been completely delivered from debt. I mean, your house was paid off. Your car or cars were paid off. Your student loans were paid off. Every credit card bill was paid off. Everything is paid off. You don't owe a person on the planet a penny. What would happen after seven days if we had gathered back and we discovered that God had done that for every single one of us? Can I tell you what that would be? That's called revival. Hallelujah. And there'll be shouting, and it doesn't matter what the, what the weather is like. It doesn't matter if it's raining or, or bleak and cold and cloudy. You'd be shouting and running around and praising God. Hallelujah. Why? You're debt-free. All of the enemies against you financially have been taken down, and by the glory of God, you're standing in a tremendous place of blessing. Hallelujah. Upon the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, I want you to know that your deliverance is coming. Your deliverance is coming. The moving of God's spirit, the glory of God being released to the church is going to heavily touch the finances of God's people. If we shout and holler just because we felt a little touch from God, but yet we're still buried in debt. My friends, that is, that is only a small measure of deliverance. That is only a small measure of revival. And what God has been doing is just teaching his people, teaching his people, teaching his people good financial principles for years now. And God's people are ready for a fresh start. And once you are brought out, you'll never go back into that Egyptian system ever again. You won't need to, praise God. You will be free forever. You'll never go back to Egypt again. If anything, you will be the lender 
and those those in the world who curse God's name and don't know God, they can be the borrowers. Hallelujah. But it's going to turn. You are going to see such a turn in the church that the church will become the voice. The church will become the voice. And look, I know there will be unbelievers who will say, wow, I, I, I want to I serve a God like they serve. And there will be others who will say, well, I don't really want anything to do with their God. But still, you gotta, you got to respect them. you got to respect them. They certainly have their lives in order. They're the ones uh, in so many areas now that are calling the shots. Okay, so if the sinners want to sin, let them sin. But we can be blessed. We can live for the Lord. We can go forward and preach this gospel around the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed while we're doing it. And and God's going to make you a sign and a wonder so that the unbelievers that would look at you, they'll actually be jealous of your life. You'll be so blessed. You'll be so blessed that even if they don't want to receive Christ, they'll still say, wow. That person sure is blessed. I sure would like for them to bless me. Whatever it is they've got, I sure would like some. I don't think I want to get involved, but whew, I wish somehow that could get on me. Whew, they're that blessing. Hmm. Okay, so, so we are going to be witnesses, hallelujah, from a strong, stable platform of operating in signs, wonders, miracles, lifting up the name of Jesus, but also having a life that glorifies the Lord. Hallelujah. Very importantly, in our marriages, in our families, and in our finances. Praise the Lord. So here God is telling Moses, before the whole campaign ever starts, hey, I've already got it all planned out. I'm bringing my people out of captivity. I'm also bringing them out of financial captivity. They've been plundered for hundreds of years. And by the way, if there's anybody that's been plundered, it's the church, it's God's people. I, I mean, even our own government for decades and decades has taken money and has, using, has used money to pay for abortions and murder of babies. And they would even take it from the church. They would even take it from God's own people. Because if you know there's anybody paying taxes, it's the Christians. Praise the Lord. But yet they'll take that money and they'll turn it right around. They won't use it for bridges or for roads or for better educational systems or for things that will benefit humanity. They'll take it and use it for means of perversion. They'll take it and use it for abortion. They'll take it and use it to fund art uh, museums that have Jesus on a cross upside down being painted as being dipped in a, into a vat of urine. All types of perversion. God is going to plunder the plunderers. Praise God. Hallelujah. And those that want to stay filthy and live in their sin that would reject Christ, they can do so. But we're going to serve the Lord, and we're going to be blessed, and we're going to be in a position of empowerment. Hallelujah. Praise God. And by the way, he's already got it all planned out. There is another wealth transfer coming. Mega wealth transfer. Glory to God. Okay, so let's jump. Let's jump some chapters ahead to Exodus chapter 11. Praise the Lord. Lord, we give you praise today. Verse 1, And the Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. Verse 2, Speak now in the hearing of the people, and every man ask from his neighbor, and every woman from her neighbor, articles of silver and articles of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Every prophet that I know 
knows that on the radar there is a wealth transfer coming. I'm talking about prophets that pray, prophets that spend time in the Word, including yours truly. We have been alerted by the Spirit of God. There is a wealth transfer coming. You'd have to be absolutely, totally spiritually clueless and had been asleep for the last 10 years prophetically to not know that it's coming. My friends, you hear about the glory coming and miracles coming. You better believe it. It's coming and it's going to be awesome. But you must also know that on this wave of the Spirit is coming financial glory. Financial glory. God is going to raise up rock solid tongue-talking, spirit-filled billionaires. Watch. I'm not talking about billionaires who are afraid that it might get out that they're secret believers. I'm talking about on-fire, evangelistic, uh, full-gospel ministry-supporting billionaires who are not ashamed of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. Lord, we give you praise and glory. Exodus chapter 12 Verse 33, Lord, we thank you today. And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, we shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing, and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. God's going to do some of the most amazing things. He's going to shake who would those who would appear to be the unshakable. God's going to shake them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. A, a, a move of God is coming where the spirit of the fear of the Lord, look, that can be translated as the spirit of the terror of the Lord. It's, it's that terror of the Lord is represented in Scripture as a, as a figure, particularly in the New Testament, in the Greek word imagery of the language, as law enforcement chasing a criminal who has trespassed and broken severe laws and they are on the they are on the run knowing that if they're apprehended they will be punished for what they have done and so they are fleeing in terror okay that's what it's like when the spirit of the fear of the lord the terror of the lord comes upon evil wicked people well they may not repent but they will be chased by the lord and god has a way of shaking things especially as people run they have a tendency See to drop things and leave things behind when they are running in terror. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's already got it planned out. He, he had already told Moses, this is exactly what's going to happen. This is the way it's going to happen. The Lord's already shared some things with me behind the scenes of how some of these events are going to unfold. And there, there will be millions and billions of dollars just literally hundreds of billions of dollars, if not trillions, that will be transferred into the hands of God's stewards, God's faithful Christian stewards. Glory to God. Glory to God. Get everything in your life in order because this is beginning to move. This is beginning to move. Praise the Lord. Get ready. Hallelujah. 
Get ready. Glory to God. Now, I want you to stretch your faith and believe that every debt will be wiped out by the power of God. God already has established a plan to get you out of debt. There is miracle compression of time. God is touching seeds, and the seeds overnight are being multiplied into the harvest. That is a miracle to have it happen that quickly. Sometimes it could have taken naturally in the uh, normal course of things, maybe maybe eight or nine months, but God is going to do it so fast that it'll be sped up and it can take place in nine days. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. See, the Lord comes from a different prince. He comes from a different dimension to operate in his principles from the heavenly realm here in the earth. Lord, we give you praise and glory. When the Lord was ministering to a large crowd, and it said that the day wore away, and the disciples came to him and said, Lord, you know, we need to send the people away. The day's over pretty much. Sun's starting to go down, and they need to leave now so they can go find some, uh, you know, some places to eat because we're in a deserted place. There's nothing out here. You know, the nearest McDonald's is 12 miles away, and, you know, that, that's a long walk. We need to get them on the way so they're not stranded out here. And the Lord said, you know, you give, you give them something to eat. We don't have to send them away. You give them something to eat. See, the Lord has a different way, a different mentality, uh, a different method of operating. He's working with principles from another dimension, and he's bringing those principles into the earthly realm, and they work. What is it? It is a, it is a principle of multiplication. God often doesn't work with nothing. He usually works with something. And if you can just present something, then he can multiply it even very, very quickly. And so there's the five loaves and the two fish. And it's multiplied, and thousands of people are fed, 5,000 men. Just the men alone was numbered at 5,000, all fed. I'm telling you what, God can take you from a place where you may think, you know, we're sitting here with nothing. We just, we, we barely have anything, and God can just multiply it, compress the time so quickly that this many people can be fed so quick. We didn't even have time to cook the food. Well, you know, we didn't. You know, we don't have to light all these campfires and start cooking all this food and and going through this whole process of, uh, you know, you know. You think how long it would take to feed all those people, to cook all the beans, the barbecue, all the meat, uh, the cook and skin and, and fillet all the fish. Oh my goodness! What if somebody had to cater? for 5,000 men. Let's bring the catering company in. And by the way, a lot of these guys are married and got families. We need, we need to cater for 15,000 people. Okay, so we put the phone call into the catering company, and we say, we'd like for you to cater our little, our, our little uh, meal that we've had out here uh, on, the, uh, on, on the hillside. Well, how many people? Uh, 15,000. Oh, we, we need two weeks' advance notice. We have to, we have to uh, get all the food in. Then we have to prepare all the food, and then we've got to get it all, all out there. Oh, we need at least two weeks. But the whole thing, compressed in time. Everybody sat down in groups of 50. Everybody fed to their stomachs were full. Miracle power. Miracle power. The condensing of time. I believe that the Lord 
wants to condense the time of what it would normally take for your debts to be paid off. And he wants to do it very, very quickly, much to the dismay of the credit card companies who would love for you to be paying your minimum payment for the next 40 years because they know that most people never break out of the trap. But God is going to set you free from the net. God is going to bless you, and you're going to smite every debt. You're going to pay it off, pay it off, pay it off. Guess what? Now you're free. Free to do what? Free to serve and live for him and to be available for his service. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for your ability to condense time and to accomplish a lot in a very brief period because you're God and you're able to do that. So Father, we set our faith loose to believe you for the miracle paying off of debt so that we can be free to walk in your glory, walk in your anointing. Yes, walk in your authority to be the head and not the tail, to be the voice to a lost and dying world. We thank you for giving us a voice on a good platform, a platform of strength and freedom from debt and strong in faith and strong in financial stability. Father, we thank you for your divine principles working in our life. Now, oh God, compress the time for your people and let debts be paid off. Let seeds turn in the harvest now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for miracles in Jesus' name. And around the world today, we say amen. Now, let's take Holy Communion. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Pastor Stephen, what is the first thing that I should do after I have paid off my debts? After God's done a great miracle for me and I could just sit back and see that they're all gone, what's the first thing that I, uh, that I should do? Take communion. Take communion and worship and praise the Lord. Always keep your life centered around the cross of Christ. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Praise God and thank Him. There's so much more He's going to do. It's just the beginning. But what a great way to get, I mean, to come out of Egypt, to get delivered. You've got to start somewhere. Praise God. And we're not just talking about being born again, being saved. We're talking about full deliverance, spirit, soul, body, and those things that touch and affect our bodies. We live in a natural realm. We need to be blessed in the natural realm. So deliverance means full deliverance, including your finances. Father, we bless this. This is now the flesh and blood of your Son, our Savior. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Let's take together. Father, we thank you for the flesh of Christ. We receive it now. We believe for miracle compression of time. We thank you for Amos 9.13. We receive this word now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the body of Christ. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Please put everything in your life in the best order that you can. Things are going to go so fast for you and get so busy for you that you need to have structure. Structure is what will allow things to keep running smoothly. Praise the Lord, because it's really going to go. Praise God. I'm trying to get you ready. Praise the Lord. I'm a, a, a prophetic voice saying, get ready, get ready, because God's moving. He's already moving. Get ready. Get everything in position. Get on your surfboard. Get, get paddling out. Get ready to catch the wave. It's already pulling up behind you. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. 
We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that you would do this for us. Set us free from debt. Father, you love us so much you didn't miss a single thing pertaining to our needs. And although we'll still work, we'll always give our best efforts. We're not reliant upon the sweat of our brow. We're not reliant upon some kind of ingenuity where we've always got to just, you know, compete and outdo the other guy. Lord, we rely upon you, your grace, your strength, your help, your help for our weakness, your grace for our inability. We thank you. We thank you that you're more than enough. Father, we thank you for this blood of your son. We receive it now in his name. Amen. Let's drink. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just lift your hands for a moment and just worship the Lord. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we thank you that there is a mighty angel of army of millions, millions upon millions of debt-canceling angels that will be released into the body of Christ. They're already beginning to move close to us, and debts are going to be destroyed so fast it's going to be like healing testimonies, but it's going to be debt-canceling testimonies. They're going to just go so fast. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you that you are the God who compresses time and that the sower is going to overtake the reaper. Father, we give you praise. We thank you that that's us, the end-time body of Christ. That's us, and it's our experience now. It's our time now to experience your glory. We thank you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My friends, meditate today on Amos 9, 13, and I'll see you back next time. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.